welcome to the Evidence-Based Parenting Podcast. My name is Danushi and I'm a mum, psychologist and founder of Fuller Moments. Join me each week as I dive into a different parenting topic or dilemma and present you with the evidence to help you and me make informed parenting decisions. Hello and welcome to another episode. In last week's episode, I took you through building a secure attachment with your child by acting as their secure base, consistently encouraging them, helping them and making them feel safe to explore the world beyond you and enjoying the process with them. If you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to do so first because today is part two. So one of the other components of building a secure attachment that I wanted to dive into more today is also acting as your child's safe haven. So if you imagine a set of hands, acting as a secure base is almost like your hands supporting their back out into the world. Whereas being a safe haven is when your hands are welcoming them back in. So it can be for both positive experiences, so something great happens and they want to come back to you and share in that positive excitement, and also negative experiences, where they come back to you because they need your protection, your comfort, and your support. So in terms of positive experiences, they're turning back to you because they want to share their joy in whatever it is, whether that be cheering them on because they did something they haven't done before, or to enjoy something with them, like seeing a plane in the sky. So in situations like this, to help foster secure attachment, it could be mirroring or feeding back that same positive emotion. Yes, you did it. That's so cool. Or wow, look how big it is. You can also go beyond just mirroring if you want the moment to also serve another purpose. So for example, when they've tried something for the first time and you want to encourage them trying new things that they haven't done before, you could say something like, wow, I loved how hard you tried to do that. Note that I reinforce the process rather than the result as the process is really the true demonstration of their strengths and their abilities and it's fully in their control. To some people, this comes naturally and they're sharing the joy with their child often. For others, either due to their busy lifestyles, juggling multiple children, multiple priorities, this might be something they don't get to do as often as they like. So as I mentioned in last week's episode, in this situation, you can ensure that you have one-on-one time booked in daily to have uninterrupted time with your child to just enjoy your child, even if it's just 10 to 15 minutes. And if you have multiple children and you have the support available, maybe it's creating opportunities to spend time with one child on their own, even if it's simply doing a Kmart run or um, adding in some extra play time during their bath time. For others, sharing the joy with their child might not come naturally to them or feel comfortable to you at all. This may be because maybe you were raised with carers that shared the, that didn't share the joy with you, so it's not your normal, or for cultural reasons or for other reasons that have shaped who you are today. This is, this is quite common with the emotions that have the child turning back to their carer for protection, comfort and support. The core emotions that typically elicit these responses in children, and even adult ones, are sadness, fear, anger, and shame. So think about how you were raised. Were you comfortable to go to your parents when you felt scared or sad or angry or even shameful? Were they open to comforting you? How did they seem when you felt those ways? Were they helpful in helping you move through their feelings? Could you turn to both parents or just one parent? So let's take a more traditional gendered example of this. You've probably been exposed to the school of thought that boys don't cry. So if you were raised in a household where this was the culture, a male child would probably was discouraged from showing emotions of sadness. 
thinking in terms of the concept of safe haven, this child would likely learn that their parents aren't a safe haven when they feel sad. They then grow up to be a father, and then they feel uncomfortable helping their child work through their feelings of being sad because they really never learnt themselves. This may manifest in them brushing off their child's feelings, redirecting them to the other carer, you know, go ask mum or check out with mum or mum can comfort you. Maybe they'll act out and become impatient. And then this child learns that it's not safe to turn to my dad when I feel sad. The results of this could be, beyond repeating the same cycle with their own child, acting out behaviours such as hitting, whining or throwing things, and also a feeling of shame around mental health issues. So, And then that creates a hesitance to seek help. And it's not just sadness. A lot of styles of parenting and cultures aren't comfortable or don't make allowances for children and even adults to express fear, anger or shame. But these are all perfectly normal feelings that all people are going to feel. So don't we want to be the kind of parent that when a child feels these things, they feel comfortable to help turn to us to comfort them and to help them work through these feelings. If you're listening to this now and you feel like maybe you were raised in a way that had discomfort around this, or perhaps you do want to improve your skills in supporting your children through these feelings, then I hope you find the content that I share here in this podcast and also further on my social media pages helpful. But if you want a more bespoke experience and support unpacking your actual upbringing and your approach with your children, then please feel free to book in a consult with me. There is a link to do so in the show notes. And of course, you can always DM me on Instagram or TikTok. If you were raised in a culture where everyone was totally comfortable with you expressing those emotions and your parents were really effective in helping you work through those feelings and you always felt comfortable turning to them in times of need and you still do today, it can still be hard to do the same for your children. And that is because they are children. And so often it's not going to be as simple as, hey, mom, I feel upset because X, Y, Z happened. Can I please have a hug? Or, hey, dad, it made me feel really scared when X, Y, Z happened. Could you please reassure me that I'll be okay and what I can do next time so I don't feel as scared? Because A, they need to learn to identify what emotions they're feeling. And B, they need to learn ways to work through these emotions. So diving into all this is going to be content for future episodes for sure. And I do touch on this on the socials for the podcast, as I am in the thick of it with our soon-to-be three-year-old. But if you are in the thick of this now and you do want support now, again, feel free to book in a consult. If you're after more high-level understanding of the secure base and safe haven concepts I've covered in this and last week's episode, then I do recommend checking out the Circle of Security course. I actually did mine for free through my local community health clinic, so maybe check out if yours does something similar, otherwise I'm pretty sure they run online courses as well. I do hope this episode sparked you to reflect on your own upbringing and how you parent as well. As a little challenge, I encourage you to look out for examples in the next week where you have acted as a secure base or a safe haven for your child. And feel free to DM me what it was and how you felt. I'd love to hear about it. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to today's episode. This is a Fuller Moments resource. Fuller Moments aims to provide you with the tools and resources to help you reflect, grow and thrive. Check out fullermoments.com for more information. And if you want more information about this podcast, join us over at Instagram at Evidence Based Parenting Podcast. See you there. Thank you.